Alright, so y'all, join me on this episode. I will be having a special guest. Her name is Christina and she is one of my homegirls and we're going to be having a great conversation today. Alright, welcome back to the Hangout with Paige and I have a special guest, Christina. Hi! Okay, so y'all, we have that up today. We've been planning this for a little bit. And today we are going to be talking about how Christians have choices. And pretty much when we came about discussing this episode, we were talking about um, how Halloween was approaching and how like a lot of Christians frown upon the issue of Halloween and their kids participating and how they don't feel like it's a way to evangelize and how you know it really is an opportunity to evangelize so christina if you want to chime in a bit yes yes (laughs) well um just growing up a little bit of my background you know my father i love him so much he he didn't play that you know they said the devil is all about halloween the spirit behind it is wicked and by, by participating in that you're you know giving glory to the devil and that's all I've known all my life so I've always thought to celebrate Halloween is to be you know part of the devil's playground and any Christian did it like I'm looking at you are you really a Christian but as I got older and realized that everything is not just so black and white we can be more creative we can take something that's meant for evil and turn it to be good and I feel like that's what the world does anyways with things that were once a positive thing they take it twisted perverted same thing with Halloween um, even though it does have witchcraft in it and different demonic things going on, a Christian can, well, it's nothing wrong with dressing up as a positive figure or giving candy to children and giving the gospel to children. It's so many possibilities. And that just shows me that just because something may look a certain way, we shouldn't judge and assume that it's wicked or it's bad. So that's kind of where I'm standing right now with when it comes to Halloween and things like that. Yes, and I agree, because my mom um, let me, you know, celebrate Halloween in the sense of, like, I always dressed up, like, I feel like for five years I was Mulan, <laughs> so, because I love Mulan, so I felt like for all this time, I was Mulan, and I felt like it was nothing wrong with it, I wasn't, like, dressing up as the devil, or just, like, doing stuff that was demonic, like, I was just, you know, trick-or-treat but also my mom used to make sure she took me to um it was like this church uh I don't even know where it's at I'm definitely asked her where um but because I'm pretty sure they still do it but they used to do like a trick-or-treat and they would literally give you something that would reference to a bible like a bible story so like they literally used to be giving out goldfish for like how Jesus gave like you know he fed them also too so I definitely um felt like that was something that I always remember doing that every year, like, until I got a certain age, like, that was something that we did, and, you know, yeah. a lot of Christians be like, oh, we're gonna stay in the house, like, and lay down until <laughs> yep, until <laughs> it's over, or turn the lights off. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and I just feel like that's just not a way to evangelize, like, that's a day that you're missing out on the opportunity, yeah. and you never know when you're gonna mix your mark, because you decided I'm not going to celebrate this holiday. Like, yeah, it's churches that do harvest night and stuff like that. But I definitely feel like being in the community, like, or opening up your church, like, to be able to do some type of thing like that, 
will definitely bring more people to Christ than laying down with the light. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely feel like it's a different way that we can approach it. And I definitely feel like people need to stop being so much like that. Rigid. Mm, yeah, that Old Testament Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like some people still in the days of where they used to stone people. Like we're no longer there. Um, and I also like I be going back and forth with people about religion on social media a lot. Um, oh my goodness. Somebody has said to me that they feel like the grace of God runs out. Oh wow. Wow. Um, and I feel like that's not true. Um, but my best friend did say that she feels like the day that our grace runs out is the day that Jesus returns. Because at that, that point, you can either be left behind or you're going to be called up. Now I can see that. That makes so so. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, yes. I was like, but that's not the place that the person was coming from. They were saying it as though like eventually you keep doing the same thing. God just never gonna forgive you, and that's just impossible because God can can forgive you seventy times seventy a day. So right. unless you're doing <laughs> seventy times seventy of the same thing or things a day, He's just not gonna be like. And even then, I still think He's gonna add you another. Yeah. grace because grace is that unmerited favor what you don't deserve like grace and mercy is undeserving yeah and into that real quick i think sometimes people confuse discipline and grace when sometimes discipline is grace because yeah. sometimes going through a certain thing that don't mean god hates you now and you can't go to heaven and he don't love you but sometimes you got to allow something to happen to you to where now um you finally learn and that's still his grace because if he could have let you die in your sin. And he didn't. So yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> and I definitely feel like, you know, that's where people be a little bit ignorant in mm-hmm. their comments on religion. And I think everybody wants to be an influencer. But I feel like when it comes to we talking about God on the internet, we got to make sure we come in with the facts. That's and I true. feel like the facts is the Bible. The Bible is literally basic instructions before leaving earth. Yes. So it's like, if you can't provide me any biblical evidence on where the Bible says this such thing, that's true. then you're wrong. And it's you're okay to be wrong. And I can educate you just as much as if I'm wrong, I want somebody to educate me. Yes. So I definitely feel like, you know, as Christians, we have to do better with not missing our mark because Jesus will come back tomorrow. And it's just like, he'll be like, well, what did you do? Like, what did you do yeah. with your time? With your, with, when, when you were missing out on this holiday, why didn't you? Why didn't you talk about me? Why didn't you? This is the time to feed the community and invite them in like, I think that, you know, we really have to realize that a lot of the things that we don't do, are we're going to have to answer for them. Yeah. And to that, oh, my God, that's so good what you said. Because I don't think people realize, there's a couple things I want to say to that. For one, yes, everybody has convictions. But people got to understand what is a conviction and then what's biblical. If this is what you feel you don't want to do for your family, that's, that's fine and dandy. But don't try to go around and persecute other Christians for doing what they're doing but I do think it's even more like you said more beneficial to be a part of the community because now I can't say we did do harvest night my dad did all that at our church but the weeks the the years that we didn't it would be turn the lights off go in the back of the house you know whatever whatever and I and I thought that was just the way to go but 
as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, will I have more influence over people in the back of the house or opening my door, smiling, being a, a sweet person, letting them know I do love Jesus. And maybe if my husband is dressed up as Jesus, they're like, who are you? And I'm Jesus. Who is Jesus? Let me tell you who he is. Why don't we start getting more creative and stop being so judgmental? And you get to a point where you're so stagnant and judgmental that you're not doing any good to the body of Christ, not just the body of Christ, but to the world that needs us. And like you said, to your point in regards to like opinions and stuff like that. And people do like, if you're not using the Bible to back it up, like I would be like, book it. Like, where do you, where did you get this information for? You are not about to just be pulling scriptures out the sky that ain't never made it into the Bible and, and, and give me your opinion all day. I don't want your opinion. Now, some stuff, there is Christian liberties and freedoms to where it's like a gray area to where you're not in sin and people make their own judgment. But the problem is with that, when people have a conviction, going back to earlier, they will call you a sinner because maybe you're listening to a song and the person who made the song is not a Christian or maybe this and that. But sometimes I know people who listen to what you call secular music to understand why everybody is, you know, the way they are. I said, wow, that's a good tool for evangelism. I never even thought about that because in these songs, in every teacher's song, because I really don't listen to like hood songs and stuff like that, but I don't judge as much because this person can tell me why. Did you know he said he had, you know, he out in the street and he, he got to drink lean so he won't, you know, get away from all the, the madness. And grow. I'm like, oh, I never knew all that. Yeah. And if that's your ministry, that's your ministry. But with the church, we got to work on, you know, looking at stuff. How can we take something out of the, the hands of the enemy and snatch it back? How can we turn what's meant for evil and turn it to good? How can we be a light in the darkness? He told us, he said, you are the uh, salt in the light of the world. Salt preserves, light illuminates. How you gonna illuminate? You got the lights off, and you in the back of the house. Yeah, um, and that's where I feel like even in the dark world that we live in, you know, you got to be able to let your light shine. Um, I feel like a lot of people miss that mark in the sense of they don't um, feel like they can reach a certain group. But I do feel like yes, you have to. You can be in the world, but not of the world. Yes. Um, you can listen to that music, but it doesn't like control you or it doesn't like conform your brain. It doesn't make you like, <laughs> we got a lot going on, but, um, cause we are out at Starbucks, we outside. <laughs> so it's like so much stuff going on, but, right. um, I definitely feel like it's so easy to fall victim to missing your mark in the sense of with Christians and I definitely feel like we got to do a lot better um as yeah. a whole because like a lot of churches out here they like okay we're not gonna miss out on this opportunity we capitalizing not to okay. make money off of Halloween but we capitalize on this we trying to save souls yeah. so that is um that is something that I'm so glad that we actually had this conversation because yeah. I definitely feel like People need to hear it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think um, a lot of churches need to take that initiative to say, okay, next year for Halloween, we're going to hit a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we might even let the people come and dress up. Um, and, we, you know, we're going to be able to let the people come and then we're going to celebrate, but we're also going to give, they're going to leave full because they're going to hear the word and yeah. they're going to know. Um, and I can definitely say, you know, um, my pastor this past Sunday, um, the sermon was about how um, they were on their way to persecute Paul in the boat, had um, got torn up. 
and it was uh, I forgot the specific number of people, but it was enough like the boat broke in enough pieces to get everybody to shore. Oh wow! And um, I thought that that was so important because I feel like that's kind of like where we're at in the world now, like everything like falling apart, like people yes. losing people, and it's just like people families are taking tolls, people are getting divorced. And oh yeah, I feel like divorce is definitely running rampant, um, and so yeah. I feel like you know, your flotation device, wherever your boat is, don't, don't get off the boat. boat. Like, and, and if you gotta, if your ship do get wrecked, you just gotta, gotta take the pieces, okay, to get yeah. back. Um, <laughs> I love so that. I definitely feel like you know that was good, and I definitely felt like you know that was for me. Like I felt like yeah, I was in the middle of the storm, but why stop in the storm? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the last few episodes, I have talked about like grief and stuff, but I really just feel, feel like that's kind of like where I'm at. Yeah, and I feel like we're all grieving in the sense of whether you haven't lost anyone, but you may grieve a job, you may grieve like a situation, you may grieve a relationship, a friendship. Y'all, it is so much going on. <laughs> Oh my god, man! We're back. We're back. <laughs> so yes. Um. Also, just to touch back on where we kind of left off, basically just talking about how Christians we can do more to evangelize, and we don't have to miss the mark. But I don't think it's just Halloween. I just feel like in general, when we do like day to day life, like it's a way we can evangelize. Like I feel like even like with content because Christina is a content creator you know she may not want to say it but (sighs) yes she is a content creator so I feel like even in your content it's a way to evangelize and it may not be to say like oh Jesus every day all day but it may say like Christina's also married let me give y'all her full background Um, (laughs) so um she is married so You know, it may be like to have a healthy relationship and marriage where God is at the forefront, like just some type of evangelism. Because I wanted to touch on next was like how I said, like divorce is running rampant. Like I feel like since COVID, like since 2020, the beginning of COVID, so many divorces have been happening. And I feel like it's because like people weren't used to being with their spouses. So they really weren't being in like a consistent relationship like okay their schedules don't even align they barely see each other so I feel like that people were probably just incompatible because they lost their spark in their relationship or their marriage and yeah that's a you know a crazy thing to be so I don't know if you're comfortable but like I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about you know your love story and how you're in a relationship a marriage at that and you're oh. doing it every day. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would love to. Um, so, yeah. So, I did grow up um, believing as a Christian. But I had to come to a place in my life where I decided to choose Christ on my own. And I had never. My dad told me not to date. Um, like he said, I couldn't. And I really just followed that rule. I know a lot of people was, like, dating around and stuff in middle school and high school. I really was, like, cool on that. And then people, when they did like me, I was just, like, I want to be friends first. Like, I can't get with the, I just like you. I don't even know you. So, 
my husband Tyron, uh, we became friends in like 2015 or 16, and we were like Spanish partners. And then like we wasn't friends though; we were just like partners. He was smart, and I wanted him to be my partner because I can get a good grade. Then moving on to the next year, we end up having a um, speech class together, and we sat by uh, each other. And he came to lunch with us, and we were legitimately friends. And so I invited him to church, and I didn't know at the time, but he decided was pretty like strict and he really didn't get out the house much so he was like sure I'll go to church and he just started going to church a lot and really helping out with our youth department and eventually he like gave his life to Christ and I'm like oh lord I started liking him for a little bit I did like him before he gave his life to Christ but I really wasn't trying to take it nowhere it was just like you know you like people and you move on anyways he gave his life to Christ and I remember um all these different things was happening where how, it was okay let me think how I go how I go about it okay so I did like him but before no I didn't like him but I remember my youth leader at the time had made a comment like you know what would you do if Tyron is your husband I'm like what and I'm like um if he was my husband if God wanted him to be my husband then I would you know of course I would marry him or whatever and but then eventually after that I did for some reason just started growing affection for him again which I did before back you know before he got saved so I liked him but he didn't like me he called me his sis I'm like you not call me that and he <laughs> like yes he like sis like you my favorite sis I like I was really friend like I was sis though like we was not supposed to be together so he was like you sis I love you da 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 whatever well, I took that role, like, okay, I'll be your sis, you know, you know, move on. And it don't happen before. But I, I so we became really cool friends. Like, I, he always loses his keys. I'm already being a wife, didn't even know it. He losing his keys. I'm like, Tyree, you got your keys, you got your wallet. Because he used to leave stuff at our church or at my house. And when I'd be, like, having to bring it to him. So I did like him. And I'm like, man, it's messed up because I'm his sis. And so a prophet, we had, like, a overnight, um, overnight thing. And this prophet, she was like, you um she was like I just want you to know that um Adam didn't uh know Adam was asleep when Adam I mean Adam was asleep when Eve uh came uh to be made for him and I looked at her and she looked at me and looked at him like he just minded his business I'm like what's she trying to say and so she was like he sleep he'll wake up I'm like okay this is all in a matter of weeks now now we're in weeks and so that kind of happened and then another night she was just saying like God knows the desires of your heart and he gonna, you know, give you that. And I'm like, okay. But she's not telling me nothing. She's not giving me a lot to work with. So I don't know if we're on the same page here. And I ain't trying to, like, overstep. So eventually, I'm like, nah, she tripping. Tyron, he is not into me like that. Well, one night, um, my brother was dropping him off because that was our youth leader. And he was preparing us for just being good individuals as a whole um, for our future spouses. But we wasn't trying to be together. But, you know, I remember Tyron had looked at him. He was like, hey, uh, Doc, that's what you call him. Like, I got to talk to you later on. And then uh, Dre was like, okay. Well, anyways, later on, instead of him, I guess, and calling Dre, he, he, uh, he called, he texted me. We on Snapchat. And he said, um, I got to talk to you. And I don't know why I felt it. But I'm like, I know this is not what it is. And he was like, just expect the unexpected. I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of starting to, because I'm already, somebody had asked me, are you like, would you marry Tyron if, you know, you feel like God told you? I'm like, yeah, this prophetess told me twice in two different circumstances. And before that, I was like, even praying like, God, this is like, he don't like me like that. Just help me to just like get over this and get over him so I could just whatever, whatever. But it's like, when I prayed that prayer, that's when all these different little signs was happening. So anyways, one night, um, 
after I got off work, he texted me, uh, Snapchatted me like, hey, can you talk? And I'm like, so nervous. And if you know me, like, I would like shut down. I can like you, but I'm just that awkward where I'm like, oh, no, we just can't never talk again. Like, you have to mess this up. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I literally put my hands behind my back because I'm like, Kristen, don't hang up this phone because you do like him. So he was like, yeah, I just want to let you know that I just believe, like, you know, that he's so he cringe now at saying that but he because he didn't know no better he doesn't believe he's like I just really believe like you know you're the one for me and like you're you're gonna be my wife and I'm like oh I'm like I could see that like being true like I could see that happening and he was like okay and so we was like okay and then we started dating so it was weird that first we had to like transition from being so you know ugh, I'm sorry brother sister type relationship to actually a romantic one but we knew everything about it each other we were friends for years before this happened we used to talk he came to my tennis games he he, he I talked to him about my prime date like when he tried like he just we knew like we knew each other I tried to help him get this one girl like we was really cool like really cool <laughs> so it was like kind of crazy and even the girl I tried to get him when she even said like you know are you sure ain't nothing going on with you and her he's like no that's my sister but even she was like no nah. it seemed like it's something more so anyways me and Tyron decided courtship. He asked my father, you know, could he uh, date me and stuff? And my dad, you know, said, yeah. And it just went on from there. Like, you know, he used to come to prayer with us or whatever, Wednesday night prayer. But I had to go to uh, Henry Ford College first. So they had to send the car together for like an hour. And so just my dad and him would just talk every Wednesday and just get closer and closer and closer. And Tyron grew in Christ and really like got everything from my family. And then we went on to, you know, being that. And we said like, we're dating for marriage we're courting for marriage and that was always his plan from day one like I want to marry you like you the one I'm marrying and we just we never out we were each other's first everything so you know we waited till marriage to have you know that stuff I'm not saying we're perfect <laughs> we wasn't perfect but we definitely did wait to marriage for the big D but purity and virginity that's a whole other thing don't got nothing to do with nothing because you can be a virgin and not pure okay but we was striving and that was the whole goal. This is it's a striving. So now we're married. I've been I'll be married a year in on uh, December the eighteenth. And woo, okay, that's a whole new chapter. That's something different, okay? Um, we I we had to learn. I thought I knew everything, but we just had to learn and navigate that. But I love it. Like I went into marriage with. I don't want to make it sound bad, but. I didn't say low expectation, but like just knowing like this is a flawed individual and everything is not going to be perfect. And yeah. with that mindset, that kept me peace. Like, because I was telling him like, you know, I ain't perfect. He just thought I just was the best thing since sliced bread. So he <laughs> went in. Uh, so he, I don't know what he thought, but he just thought everything. I went into like, you know, growing up in churches and seeing divorces so much and my dad counseling people. I just knew how, I knew marriage had to be something you had to work through. So Fast forward, you know, we, it was bumpy, not as in like no divorce or nothing like that. It was just like learning. And in that, I've learned about femininity. I've learned about submission. And I've learned even in um, acting in my femininity, bringing out the masculinity in him, making him want to do more for me, making him want to provide for me and love me. And through all of that, even when I was, before I was even more in my feminine um, energy or side or however you want to call it, you know, he, I didn't know I would offend him so many times just on the way I would nag or say certain things a certain way with no remorse behind it. But he always loved me. Like, like the Bible says uh, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. That man does that, okay? Is I yes. never, I never, 
you know, never got caught out of my name, never been hit or nothing. It's always like, okay, sweetie, why would you do that? Let's talk. Da, da, da. And it's like, you know, forgiving me. And it was time. I didn't know I had offended him so much until it got to a point where he just talked. I really don't like when you do this, that, and the third. And it just like floored me. Like, wait, I thought I was perfect. And he was like, yeah. Nah. He's like, you're not perfect, sweetheart. I'm like, oh. And so when I said, well, just kind of, you know, break that down for me a little bit. What, what's up? Like, what have I been doing that really rubbed you? And we had to have that hard conversation. And that was the conversation I needed. It, it shifted me because I'm like, this is my best friend. This is my lover. This is the person yes. I want to do life with. I want him to have my, um, I want to have him, his kids and raise my kids. So I, I want to respect him. And I, I, you always know respect, respect, respect. But marriage is set up to, to bring I think it's set up to really make you a better person bring these things out of you and if you do yeah. it right um if you got the right person somebody who's willing to you know treat love you like Christ love the church because he could have got with me he could have been more like spiteful and stuff like that but he just really talked to me and even it's like the last couple months has been <sighs> like bliss but we had to work through some stuff and I think that just gonna set the foundation for anything that any rose in the, in the future I'm happy we learned in this first year okay about communicating and just being both servants like I serve you you serve me and we can we can accomplish anything and I learned it's all because of Christ it's all because the Holy Spirit of me when he told me I was wrong I was offended at first but then it turned into conviction like Christina you're that's sure that's at the end of the day he's your brother in Christ you know this is another individual he deserves respect and you don't treat anybody even on the street with any disrespect and you're supposed to have patience and you're supposed to forgive and your bible yeah. tells you to tells you how to love and forgive times this and jesus always you know uh forgive the church because i'm supposed to be representing the church and he always forgive the church and you should love him for that and and just with that perspective it brought me to my knees in prayer i cried out to god like god help me to be the best wife that i can be not focused on let me be the best wife to the point uh or let him be the be best husband so i can be the best wife no i'm gonna be the best wife first and i promise you with that mindset at least for me with somebody who is actual uh believer like i am it made everything better because all I do is pray for the guy. He made me mad or we sit down and have a hard conversation, but I, I love it. Like I love marriage. I love a challenge. I love working through stuff. People be surprised because they feel like they think when you have issues that like, Oh yep. That's what married people. I never get married. No, it's good because any issue I have, it just makes me want to be better. Okay. I'm going to be a better wife today. How I'm going to not, you know, go off today. How I'm going to like really go above you know, what it is that I did last week. You know, last week, I would have snapped when I seen this dish in the room. This week, you know, I'm going to go wash the dishes. And that was like, yeah. he noticed like, wow, you really just make my life easier and help me. And you know what? I, I got you, babe, this week, I'm about to do this, then the third. And he do it because he realized she don't nag, she don't complain. And that she, he don't know. I just be going to the Lord in prayer and really <laughs> yeah. doing my part. And it's really showing me like marriage is very doable. I mean, I know it's my first year. Some people might try to write me off, but I think I went through enough in that first year, you know, to know that it's doable. You just need prayer. You need to both be believing in God and just take the challenge, embrace it and just be like, how can I be a better person? So I'm sorry. That's a long story, but that was, you know, no, no, I definitely appreciate it as someone who aspires to be married. It's definitely yes. good, good, good notes for me because <laughs> it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like even now in my relationship I have to be patient like he definitely like teaches me to be patient um yes. super patient and I feel like when I want to like 
blow up, pop off, like he be like, <laughs> okay, babe, like. Sometimes yep. I'm not even gonna lie, he do be like, All right, like you should knock the table over. Like if something's wrong at work, he do he be like, You want me to come up there? But then he be like, Well, you know, like we need each other, so like we can't go to jail. Like you right. know, we need each other. Um, but he is that calm head. Um, he's definitely taught me patience. Um yes. and like he le- he helps me to be a better Christian. He's also a Christian. Yes. And- we he helps that. me to be a better Christian. Like, he'd be like, all right, now nah, you took a bite, but we didn't pray over our food. <laughs> I'd be oh. like, sorry. Like, <laughs> like that's, he'll be that's like, us. <laughs> literally, he'd be like, so is the food order. He'd be like, let's bow our head. Like, so. Oh, I love I that. So, yeah, like, we pray. Like, he comes to church with me. Like, he definitely, you know, he loves me too. Like, Christ loves the church. And I can yes. say that that's what I pray for. Like, I didn't really want a perfect man, but I wanted a, a man who loved me as Christ loved the church. Like, yes, because that's to me a true unconditional love. Like when you okay. can love someone as Christ loved the church. Because we the church is a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Um, and you love and us. <laughs> it, it's, the church is a mess as a whole because I feel like we have a lot of rebuilding to do. Yep. To get away from, um, like I was saying earlier when we talked, like, the Old Testament church. Like, yeah. Um, Jesus came in the New Testament. So, Jesus was not in that time of, like, stoning people. And, like, you blinked at somebody wrong. They was about to stone you. You was out of there. <laughs> so, yeah, I just they, feel like yeah. now we have a lot of grace because Jesus came in as our saving grace. And so, mm-hmm. I definitely feel sidebar it seems so late i know girl yes i'm like it seems so late and that's just mind-blowing like we got here it was like light outside and i was like almost pitch black so but yes (laughs) i definitely feel like um solid foundation at the beginning of any relationship is important and being able to communicate um i can definitely say like in the beginning of my relationship like my boyfriend was able to communicate but it was because his previous relationship and that's why you got to be honest and upfront about previous situations Mm -hmm. I get it like people don't want to talk about it but we talk we have those uncomfortable conversations yes because they are needed needed oh my god they are needed um can I say something to that real mm -hmm. quick yeah um because I you know you always hear communication is key and that is a fact but like when you say, well, when I used to hear it, I used to be like communicating is key. You know, just you, me speaking and you speaking. I've realized just from being married, always communicate. What does that mean? It's what you say, when you say it, how do you say it? Should mm-hmm. I even say it? Do I even need to say it? Do I, should I say it to you or should I just tell it to God? And what am yeah. I comprehending? Like, what are you saying? How am I interpreting what it is that I'm hearing from you? And I've learned like, okay. I felt you said, and he realized that I need reassurance sometimes because when you're telling me about myself, I don't know why my yeah. brain goes to, I'm a bad person. And he had to be like, no, babe, I'm not saying I don't like this, da 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 I'm not saying, you know, whatever, whatever. Reassure me in that. But when you do that, it takes away from, I'll be like, oh, okay, like I be needing that. And so um, he realized that because you can't just tell me, well, he can't at least tell me that because I'm like, like all I'm thinking is like I'm just a terrible person. It's like no, I'm just let's just we just focusing on the issue at hand. This is not you as a whole, sweetheart. Just listen. I'll be like, okay, you know. And so 
communicating is key but what are what do we mean when we say that and I'm just learning like okay and even assuming like I that was my biggest that was really one of our biggest issues in our relationship before marriage but like they say marriage amplify everything when you do something or say something I'm just taking it for what I how I perceive it and I never ask questions and to if you become a questioner like really with anything in life you just become so much smarter you understand that it's like you understand different perspectives and why people do what they do and what makes them tick and it's like okay let me he said he just told me like I would just prefer you to ask me instead of tell me why I did that or tell me this that and third and I'm like because he's like you can't feel that you don't feel that um how irritating or heartbreaking that is because I don't never tell you why you do the things you do I might ask you like why did you do that did you do that because of that and then when you say no I leave it at that because even though I feel this way I really trust you and I'm like wow I'm like okay and so now like you know I, I'm still working on that please don't anything I say even in in the uh, midst of I love marriage I'm not saying that marriage is perfect but I'm just saying marriage is growing it's going in a good direction and so even with the communicating part like uh, I'm learning like you know what to say when to say it how to say it do I say it what am I hearing and you know am I, let me ask a question first the bible say be slow to speak quick to listen so I try out like that's my new prayer like God help me be quick to listen help me be slow to speak let me just hear him for what it me and I'm doing better like he and that's the best part every week like I just love being married to you oh my god you just doing like babe I just appreciate you and I'm like that's good for me because like I know my hard inner work yeah you know in vain so yeah yeah I definitely feel like that's good too and um (laughs) I know, like, prior to us starting to record, like, we were talking about the voting, like, yesterday was the big election day, and, oh, yes. um, you know, Big Gretch got back in, and I'm so excited, and I know, like, me and you, we were going, like, back and forth on Instagram, like, to break it down as far as, like, Proposal 3, and, you know, how they were trying to come after abortion, but how, like, it wasn't just about abortion, like, it was about if people want to do sterilization, like, as far as, like, tying their tubes or men getting vasectomies, like, yeah, and stuff like that, if people decide they don't want to have kids or some people have complications, like, endometriosis or PCOS, like, and, like, you know, we were talking about it, and it's, like, as Christians, I feel like, you know, people want us to take a side, but they want us to side against what would really consciously be wrong in a sense because they were going to try to come after birth control as far as like condoms pills plan right that's and and you know I feel like we have that right and I know how you were saying like you know people have choices we God gives us choices and I definitely don't um feel like God is gonna be like you going to hell because you supported somebody who got an abortion but I know how, like, both of us are talking about, like, now we do feel like it should be, like, a limit on it as far as that shouldn't be your form of birth control. And I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't think that you should just be getting all these abortions. And it's like, what we could be, you could not be having sex at all, you know? Yeah. You, it's those, oh, girl, those, yeah. that's those hard conversations where, when we start talking about accountability and yeah. like being responsible and planning ahead, 
because that's really where the real root is at because when it comes to all the like semantics and like the thorough things of like you know that's why I don't like these proposals because it do wrap everything up in a big old box to see that this or nothing that or nothing and it's like well dang I don't want nobody to be about to die and they can't get you know the procedure that they need to get done so they won't die like I don't like that and I don't like that if people are trying to be responsible you know and you know take you know, what's it called contraception and use condoms? That don't make sense. You know, that that don't make sense yeah. to stop that, you know, all that. But when it comes to um for the people that just use abortion as a birth control, yes, God does forgive, but um to I don't know, it's a dangerous place. I've always said to be where, you know, you just you do things, you purposely, you know, sin and don't have feel a way about it. You just know, oh God got my back because that puts you in a spot where you are um, in your heart. I think they talk about it in Romans. Like you got to check your heart because where am I at to where it's just like, oh, I know God to forgive me because now it's yeah. like, um, if you are feeling like that, you might have to. Paul talks about that in Romans. Like when you just do it, he talked about frustrating the grace of God. You don't run it out, but it's like when you just kind of uh, what's the word taking advantage of it because you know it's there. You got to. Yeah. Uh, it says examine yourself to see if you be I'm not telling nobody they're not a Christian, but you do examine yourself because it's not if we could really start showing the younger generation now start start you know in middle school and stuff and even before that like you know being responsible with your money being responsible with this and then when we come into sex you know first of all you know god why is it what is so holy and beautiful about yourself before you get married you know anyways and then for the people who are maybe don't have that belief um, they don't, you know, subscribe to, you know, the Bible or they don't feel like that's biblical, whatever. I'm not, you know, here, I know it's all type of walks in life out here. Well, responsibility don't got nothing to do with religion. Okay. You got to have, yeah. you got to take, you know, be responsible, figure out these things that you can do because I mean, you are, abortion is ending a life you know what i'm saying yeah. it might not be you might not look at it as that because you can't see this thing inside of you growing and doing all this stuff but you know it's growing just like one day you can't probably say that you fell in love with your boyfriend but it was just one day where you're just like man i just love yeah. you and that's the same thing with a baby people go weeks don't even know they're pregnant and then one day it's like whoa i'm getting symptoms this is happening because something is taking place inside of you rather we want to you know turn a blind eye to it so how can we help people to not even have to be put in this predicament to have to face do i want uh, do i want to get an abortion or not well you know control you know look at your options in regard to sex um what do they call you know condoms and birth control and all these things like let's just not let's not be irresponsible you know that's the kind that's the talk that no nobody really want. that's the real root of the issue not for the people god bless and I, and I do and i am sorry for those who have complications and different things or epitomic pregnancies i'm not talking to those people i'm talking about just the ones who kind of use who do use birth control i mean abortion as a birth control like what's a better option let's let's really work on being responsible in all aspects of life yeah I definitely um I definitely agree like I definitely feel as though you know there's choices and yeah it's also like you know God can get frustrated with us I definitely agree with that yeah um because I feel like every day he probably like girl you could have washed your mouth when you yelled yep. when you yelled yep. at that person girl <laughs> definitely you could have been a little more enthusiastic when somebody shared that with you like so <laughs> I definitely feel like you know God definitely has to deal with us accordingly and I definitely feel like 
uh, once I like did my research and found out like they were, you know, coming after like birth control and all this stuff, I'm like, oh, wait, 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 this really does affect me. Like, this really does affect me because it's like you're trying to deny access to me things that okay yeah like if I did decide you know yeah I want to have sex like like you're telling me that I'm gonna be up against all these diseases or oh if I'm having complications for my period like and I'm taking birth control to ease it like because I I definitely I use birth control because my periods used to be like whooping on me like almost Mm. hospitalized so yeah it's like you're denying me access of something that's helping me like just because I decided like okay like yeah I vote on this proposal but if the proposal didn't get passed like because you know I did my choice and so you know I did my due diligence and my constitutional right to go vote mm-hmm. but like what if it didn't get passed like I would no longer have access to a thing that's helping me so then I would have to go back to being miserable being like experiencing excruciating like periods and stuff so I definitely feel like I looked at it like this is something that really affects me. Like, yeah, I was definitely not aware, and I'm still like, you know, um, definitely because they don't know me or whatever like that. I was definitely feeling a way about this election because um, it's just hard being in the world but not of the world, and I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that to where I'm having my loyalty to God and I'm have put in biblical principles first, and then I'm trying to understand. Okay, this world is not a Christian world. This world is you know being ran the, the the evil spirit is over it and it's like you know then i'm here and i'm supposed to be a light to this world so i can't expect christina for people who is not um maybe a believer or anything like that to have the same ideologies and principles and stuff as me so i'm like trying to like okay not compromising my beliefs and all this other stuff but like trying to be you know fair and that's where i'm still struggling at John, y'all can definitely pray for me and so I didn't know and I still never looked into it so like Paige has you know informed me of all this stuff that I did not know I didn't know that you know you know birth control and contraceptions and con- condoms and all that was wrapped wrapped up in this whole proposal like a uh, like a, a gift I didn't know that and so it's like I got a lot of research to do and understanding to do because per telling people to vote and I don't want people to feel guilty about voting or not voting I just want people to be well informed and I was definitely sadly you know I definitely have a lot going on outside of you know in my everyday life that I was uninformed with everything so I really just didn't know where to stand with stuff because I really like you know trying to please God but I don't want to you know I don't want to be selfish when women do have you know complications now so I don't I didn't know that and Paige did that so I'm like you know what she done encouraged me to want to make sure like she seems like she took her time to really study this stuff and learn it so that's what I'm gonna go home and do like and I encourage y'all to do that too like when stuff is up against and you got to figure out your morals or whatever everything but also like how to like you know value it like I mean how to judge it like research 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 because I I didn't know that yeah um and just also a little bit of background like me and Christina we have been friends like for a minute like for two years now um yeah and we were working at a place that was a toxic environment (laughs) Um, and like even then like you know Christina has always been like a light like in a dark place like you know oh. we both got got up out of there because it, yes. it was definitely not it it was not the place to be 
but you know god has a funny way of doing things because like that's what connected us um yes and i'm so grateful and excited that you did decide to come on my podcast like you know um because i feel like this conversation was one that needed to be had you know it also like we got to see each other after such a long time yes this will not be the last time that we see each other um so I definitely appreciate you for coming on to the Hangout with Paige and hanging out with me. Um, Girl, thanks for having me. Like, I uh, I just love this. Like, I love what you're doing and keep doing it. I was telling her how I was listening to her last episode on my way here and just her talking about grief. You know, it's a lot going on in regards to my dad. He is still in the land of the living, but they are saying that he's going to have to go in hospice. And uh, I'm, she, she did this. She didn't post that today. You know, I just kind of went back to the last episode and she was just talking about navigating grief. And this season has definitely been a gloomy um, season for me. But um, God snatched me up out of that. You know, I'm, healing is definitely an up and down journey. I'm not saying I don't cry or anything like that, but I don't I still got my joy. It's sad sometimes to be like, man, you know, I'm going to miss this person who pours so much spiritual life into me and and and, gu- and guiding me all these years but like when I heard her say like you know learn how to navigate grief like I'm like yes God and I prayed that prayer like you know God help me to have uh peace in your will and help me to not I don't want it's nothing wrong with grieving it's nothing it's nothing wrong with taking a seat back for a little bit but I don't want it to I don't, I don't want it to overtake me for where I'm in months and months of depression no offense to anybody who might have dealt with that but I'm trying to pray against that now because I'm like God just prepare me help me like help me to just do your will so I just love like just from that episode you blessed my whole spirit and I just love you so much and I'm so happy we done got connected because I definitely want to do some we got to do some stuff we got to do this again we got to go out to eat we got to do all the stuff girl we got to catch up we definitely do and I love you as well like you know (laughs) I love like your content creating and just your spirit in general like oh definitely you know Yes. I feel like God makes no mistakes when he connects you to great people. Uh, yes. I definitely feel like in the last two years, like I've been connected to so many people like who are just great people in addition yes, to my life, girl. you know, that can teach me something. Because um, I definitely, you know, if you and make sure you put your let us know where we can follow you let us oh. know all your information okay um okay yeah so my you can follow me on instagram uh, i might change my handle later on but it's christina melina m-e-l-i-n-a underscore i just it ain't nothing significant y'all it just rhymed when i was younger <laughs> and i did that um my tiktok I'm gonna have to add that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just add that to my uh bio on Instagram because I think it's Chrissy Love L U V three. I don't know. I gotta work on that, y'all. But if you follow me on Instagram, you will definitely find my TikTok. Um, and that's that the apps that I'm on. I will be on um, YouTube in the near future because I definitely um got some stuff I want to say. Um, but it'll all be in my bio and on my Instagram. So please follow me. I would love to meet y'all and talk yes. to y'all. And yes, yes. So we are going to wrap up this episode and then I will let Christina know before I drop it. And so, yes, and make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, S-Y-M-O-N-E, the number four, the letter L, four underscores. And you can find me on TikTok. Um, I'll actually put my TikTok in my bio too because I do not know it. Yep. Um, <laughs> so 
yes, I am on those two platforms. I'm on other platforms, but those are like my creative spaces. So yep. Um, yep. <laughs> that's where you can find me. And so we will finish this up. And so we will hang out with y'all again. All right. Bye, y'all.